Are you happy in your business? Now, I have had my share of emotional ups and downs in my 20 years of being a solo entrepreneur coach. And the patterns I've seen in myself and in my clients is that those downs are usually when I was personally feeling unfulfilled. Sometimes it was because a launch that flopped and sometimes it was just life and had nothing to do with business. But those ups, oh boy, those are the times when I was feeling my most authentic and completely aligned to my purpose or when I just felt like I was rocking that work-life balance. I would be thinking, I could do this all day long and never feel tired. One of my loves is sharing what works for me and what has been working for my clients to achieve this very feeling, full of passion, happiness, peace, and freedom. So I decided to create a private podcast for coaches. Maybe you just want to develop better communication skills that boosts engagement, leads to better results, and makes you feel like you're actually making a difference in the lives of the people you serve. Then you're invited too. We talk about this and more in the UBU private podcast for coaches. Whether you're a mentor, a parent, or run a client-focused business, coaching skills benefit everyone and anyone who wants to communicate in a way that builds relationships. Fall in love with your life and business again. Click the link in the show notes for your invitation to join us right now. Then come back and enjoy this episode. Now, I don't want you to get trapped in the popularity and the trendiness of the Enneagram and allow the Enneagram to define you. Instead, use it to help you find more balance and feel whole. It's time to stop comparing yourself to others and plug in to what is uniquely you. Welcome to Unbox Your Personality, the podcast for coaches, parents, and mentors like you who understand that your happiness makes you more effective in what you do, bringing out the best in others. I'm Jen Higgins, personality strategist and Enneagram fluff remover. Get laser focused on who you are and who you aren't, so you're free to make the impact you were born to make and have fun doing it. Your personality is your business, so let's get down to business. Hello again. This has been so much fun. So if you're enjoying this podcast as much as I have enjoyed figuring out how to podcast, I'm just going to ask you to go over and rate and review my podcast because what I've learned is that helps my new podcast get more visibility and more downloads. And I just happened to write top 100 podcast on my vision board for 2021. Have you ever done a vision board before? I used to think that vision boards were just an entrepreneur thing, but then I realized my more meaningful goals on my vision boards, they were the ones that where I had my family in mind. I'm thinking about, honestly, the last one that I've created my last official vision board on poster board (laughs) was in 2004. That's kind of sad to admit that, but I still do vision boards, just I do the sticky note variety. But when I 
did it back in 2004 and prior to that, all of my goals were around my family. Like I remember having um, a picture of a minivan with my my ba- my elder son. His name's Eric. A little cutout baby face of him in a car seat. Um, I totally stitched it together with magazine pictures. But I had that, and I had um, quitting my job and my corporate job and coming home, um, paying for a vacation. So they all ended up being around my family. So at the end of 2020, I gathered my family into our living room with poster paper, markers, and sticky notes in case they didn't want to color. And I announced, guess what, guys? We're making vision boards. And I loved it. They were kind of like, what's a vision board? But it was a lot of fun helping them dream bigger and think bigger and to talk about how vision boards are about hope and about faith and miracles and wonder and joy and that is when I found my hand writing top 100 podcast before my brain even had time to resist it (laughs) and at the time I hadn't even submitted my first episode yet and as I'm recording this I haven't even launched my podcast Yeah, so it's out there. I have put it out there. And my younger son, Ryan, he got so excited about my goal that he put it on his board too. So, you know, so he can have bragging rights because that's really important to a 15-year-old, right? But what I love is that I'm instilling in my boys that you can write your story. You are the one who writes your story. And if you can envision it, then it's possible. And I'm not even joking when I tell you that within 24 hours, Ryan had already checked off two of the items on his vision board. I think he's kind of sold on it. So, top 100 podcast it is. It's out there. So, be sure to subscribe and share, rate, and review. And, you know, if you don't do it for me, do it for Ryan because it's on his vision board too. (laughs) So... In the last episode, I talked about my definition of personality, which is your pattern of behaviors used as a means to get what you want and avoid what you don't want. And I also told you that I believe that the Enneagram is the best tool to help you reach your goals, but it can also be the very tool that can sabotage your progress if you get too caught up in the behaviors, as in being defined by your personality's behaviors. Now, personality tools in their very nature, they put you into categories, essentially boxes. And that's what makes us drawn to them because those boxes They make you feel seen. They make you feel heard and not so alone. They validate something inside of you that makes you say, okay, I'm not so weird. There isn't anything wrong with me. This is, this is a thing. Other people do this also. But at the same time, it can also make you feel icky and unmotivated and maybe a bit oppressed or judged or ordinary. Honestly, it just depends on what your personality is, but it can make you feel not so great as well, maybe too seen. (laughs) So 
I want to help you unbox your personality so you feel free and confident and significant, but defined in a way that matters to you, not what matters to how other people define you. All personality tools describe behaviors. Like even knowing which Hogwarts house you're in, don't we make snap judgments about those who are in Slytherin <laughs> and kind of have some high expectations of those that are in Gryffindor? We don't know about those other houses. <laughs> They're just kind of the in-between. But looking at Gryffindor and Slytherin as the extremes, I mean, that's kind of yuck, right? That we make those judgments and kind of have those stereotypes. I mean, it makes for a great storyline, but... I don't want you to make those kinds of judgments and assumptions about me, right? But we still do those quizzes all the time. Which Hogwarts house am I in? I mean, besides, at the end of the series, this is kind of a spoiler if you're not a Harry Potter fan. I'm sorry. But by the end of the series, we realize how much pressure the stereotypes of what house you're in can affect the decisions that you make. And the expectations we impose on ourselves on how we should act or what we should believe or how we should feel. I mean, think about some of the characters like like the Slytherin characters like Snape and Draco of what they let people see on the outside, but how they were really feeling on the inside. There's a gap there. And I'm kind of giggly right now because Terry actually called me the sorting hat the other day. I'm trying to remember what the context context was. I'm sure it had to do with the Enneagram. But what the Enneagram does that's better than all the other tools, uh, at least the tools that I have worked closely with in my coaching business, is that the Enneagram explains your core motivations that are behind your behaviors. And the beauty of the nine motivations of the Enneagram is that everyone And anyone, despite their Enneagram number, can relate to wanting to be successful, wanting to be happy, informed, admired. I'm not going in order here. (laughs) Special, strong, prepared, being at peace, and having morals. Now, we may not agree with the variety of behaviors that each personality has that, you know, we use to accomplish those goals, accomplish those desires and motivations, but we can have compassion around the intent. And in that way, the Enneagram brings us together, which is why, in my opinion, the actual intent of the Enneagram is community. And that is how I use it when I am mentoring other people. But what we usually find ourselves when we are searching for ourselves, too often we start using personality tools as excuses. And we do this subconsciously. That's why mindfulness and self-awareness are so important when it comes to understanding yourself and understanding your personality. And you, you know, you can't get out of a box you won't acknowledge. So what personality tools do is it actually gives form to that box so we can acknowledge ourselves. And once we can acknowledge ourselves, we can climb out of that box. And the tricky part is, as humans, we are a self-forgetting people, which is okay. In fact, 
our bodies are designed to do that so that we don't overload and literally short circuit our nervous system and make our brains melt because we remember everything that's ever happened to us or could happen to us because sometimes our thoughts are in the future, right? But what that means is we're always walking this fine line in our relationship with our subconscious. It's like we know, but we don't know that we know, or we don't know we don't know what we know, or something like that. <laughs> I mean, it makes you want to cry out, oh, subconscious, why must you mock us? Because that's kind of what it feels like sometimes. And the Enneagram helps you tap into this knowing. The knowing that we know that we know, but we don't know exactly what it is that we know. And sometimes it's the noise and the fluff that's out on the interwebs when you Google the Enneagram that can create unnecessary confusion. And so that's where I step in as your Enneagram Ninja, your Enneagram Fluff Remover, because the first step about removing the fluff is to understand what is the Enneagram really telling you about your personality? Now, this assumes that, you number one, you already know your type, and you have heard some of the Enneagram lingo that is circulating around. If you don't already know your type, before you go and take an online test, because tests are only 50 to 60% accurate, first, go to powercoachgen.com and check out the secrets to Enneagram typing. There I list out the three mistakes that lead to mistyping and the three fixes so you can avoid mistyping. And that way you'll know how to take a test so that it is more accurate. And honestly, you might even figure out your type just by reading through that without ever needing a test at all. So go to powercoachgen.com, the secrets to Enneagram typing. I'll link it in the show notes. Okay, so the first step of removing the fluff is understanding what the Enneagram is really telling you about your personality. So three things I want to point out. The first one is the types. The nine types represent nine perspectives or the nine ways that people see the world. And the stereotypes and memes that you see out there, they really, they're funny. (laughs) They're funny. They make me laugh. They make me giggle. But what they do is they focus on average to unhealthy behaviors. And so the not a lot of growth is involved in laughing at stereotypes and memes. And it's putting yourself in a box. It's putting other people in a box. There is a time and place for it. As long as you understand that you're not going to grow just from looking at stereoty- stereotypical memes. Are you feeling a bit disappointed that you haven't finished that project yet? Are the kids' schedules impacting your business Or are the demands of your business affecting your relationships at home? Maybe you need a magic formula for that work-life balance before your fire gets so dim or it completely burns out. I've been there. There was a point in my life where I was juggling two businesses and homeschooling and had personal health issues. 
There was barely time to even connect with myself, much less connect with my husband. When I was finally officially diagnosed with ADHD, I felt like that explained everything. I had a new perspective and started approaching things in a new way. So I created a guide containing 20 tips that I personally use, and they have worked for me for helping me stay on course with my goals. Now you might not have ADHD, but I bet you can relate to having a million distractions during the day. So if you're ready to stop procrastinating or stop being hard on yourself for missing yet another deadline, self-imposed or not, go ahead and download the guide at powercoachgen.com. If you just find one tip from the list that helps you move forward today, you will be so glad you took the time to read it. Go to powercoachgen.com and download the guide right now. So what the Enneagram is really telling you when you're looking at your type is it tells you when you're not behaving as your healthiest, most integrated self. It shows you your patterns of stress. And you can use these as red flags to er, stop, turn around, and grow instead of using them excuses to stay the same. Because else you'll... You'll just get too comfortable with your unhealthy and average behaviors and you'll find yourself stuck and then wondering why, (laughs) why am I stuck? Because you'll be completely blind to it because of our box that tends to close us in. And that's where we don't really feel, we trick ourselves into believing we feel seen and heard, but we're not making the impact out there of actually feeling seen and heard by others. You're actually being seen and heard by a tool. You can't have a relationship with a tool, at least not, you know, a fulfilling one. So that's the first thing. The second thing I wanted to touch on are the centers of intelligence. So the centers of intelligence triads are usually presented to you as the thinkers, feelers, and doers. And if you've been through my course, you'll know that I teach that the centers of triads have a package of traits, okay? But when we start thinking about thinkers, feelers, and doers, we automatically start thinking about, am I a thinker? Am I a feeler? Am I a doer? Well, yes, I am. And we start finding evidence to support how we're all in our heads or how we wear emotions on our sleeves or how we overcommit to do all the things. And we start giving ourselves an out by defining ourselves by our overthinking or by our, you know, empathy or or whatnot. We start settling into, well, that's just who I am. But no, no, my friend. It's not who you are. It's part of who you are, but you are so much more. So what the Enneagram is really telling you is what your fixation is. And surprise, surprise, for two-thirds of the nine types, it is subconscious. Mostly subconscious. Even for that other one-third, there is a subconscious fixation there that I'm still seeing those types having aha moments of what they're not recognizing in their blind spots. So what your centers of intelligence 
is actually doing is it's telling you that you aren't balanced and where to focus your attention in order to find your wholeness. That part of you that you've denied or repressed or forgotten. And if you've been through my course, when I'm talking about those package of traits, those package of traits help give you help give your fixation more context. So you can better recognize how to balance your centers. And lastly, the third thing I wanted to touch on is subtypes. Now, I define subtypes as any variation of your core type. And it might look like wings, instincts, tri-types, overlays, etc. But the most popular are and well-known are wings and instincts. Now, subtypes are a common area of fluff that people get caught up in. People get caught up in trying to identify which wing they are or trying to put together their instinct stack. Like, this is a prerequisite. Like, I need to know this in order to graduate from the Enneagram. But it's not. It's fluff. Now, recognizing your dominant wing or instinct is helpful in explaining your behaviors and it does give your box more shape it helps you understand yourself a little bit more and it can often be a catalyst to healing your past but sometimes especially in the beginning when we haven't quite seen the fruits yet of unboxing your personality you just haven't fully recognized the ripple effect that it's had on others Instead of moving forward and climbing out of our box, subtypes sometimes make us feel like we're staying and redecorating our box (laughs) and building a new wing. And we might be expanding our box, but we're not actually getting out of it. So that's where I want to caution you about subtypes. So what the Enneagram is really telling you when you're trying to identify primarily with one wing or one instinct is that you're denying a whole other side of resources that are within you. Again, I'm not devaluing the concept of subtypes. In fact, I feel like they're very valuable and I teach them in my to my private clients and in my courses but in a certain order so that it minimizes confusion and helps you identify your core type sooner, which really is the more important part because it's your core type that explains your patterns in stress. Now, if you need a handy visual of this, go to powercoachgen.com slash whole Enneagram. I'll link that in the show notes as well. What this is going to illustrate to you is that the Enneagram will only take you so far. It'll help you understand what motivates you. It'll help you understand where your blind spots are, even recognize the red flags of your behaviors in your patterns of stress and how to close the gaps. But because unboxing your personality is a holistic approach, at some point, you and I might need to have a more personal look about how your experiences and your upbringing, your culture, your beliefs, all those things, how they have molded you 
and the gaps that need to be filled for you in order for you to feel more whole and the behaviors that you've adopted that maybe have even confused you about your Enneagram type because you're just looking at behaviors instead of the motivations, you know, all that subconscious stuff. But don't stress about being confused about your type because number one, the Enneagram doesn't tell you who you are. It just shows you the box you tend to fall into when you're stressed, angry, or lost. But your life story is yours. And you possess the power to write it. Now, you can write it yourself or you can let others write it. And honestly, depending on your personality, there is strategy in both of those options. Neither is right or wrong. Besides, the more progress that you make in unboxing yourself, the clearer your Enneagram type is going to be for you. So don't feel like you have absolutely need to know your type in order to start unboxing yourself. So if you want to make progress, you're, you're going to want to understand the strategies that will work best for your personality, your story, and your message for your audience or those you're trying to reach, whether that's in business, your children, your students, the community or group that you lead. Your message is going to go deeper and further when it comes from a place of wholeness and you're serving from your overflow. It's the subconscious stuff that's holding you back from starting that program at your church or taking your business or mentoring to the next level. Or, or maybe it's organizing your office so you can think better. That's my problem right now. <laughs> or finally using that perfect planner that took you months to settle on so you would stop procrastinating and feel like a more productive member of society. <laughs> Ask me how I know. (laughs) It's in your heart to do it someday. And you know one day when you've got the brain space to give it the time or to sit down and brainstorm when you know you're not going to get interrupted, it's going to happen. But I'm here to tell you, it can happen now. And moving forward starts with the small, conscious, intentional daily decisions. Now, I don't want you to get trapped in the popularity and the trendiness of the Enneagram and allow the Enneagram to define you. Instead, use it to help you find more balance and feel whole. That's how you unbox yourself and unleash your power. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Unbox Your Personality podcast. To learn more about yourself, go to powercoachgen.com. Find out how you are different so you can make your difference.